You're listening to Simple Talk, a podcast that dives into God's Word. I'm your host, Jason Cox. Join me and my special guests as we apply biblical knowledge to everyday life. Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. That's pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for Simple Talk. My name is Jason Cox, and I am joined today by my good friend, Mr. Mark Schlover. Hello, Jason. <laughs> what do you think? It was kind of like, you know, Mark Schlover. <laughs> you know, some, walk in, some walk-in music. Yeah, you know, the cloud cheers and all that. Exactly. I, that's what I was going for anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how are you, man? Good. Good, good. week. Got to spend some time in uh, out west in some warm weather, so that was kind of nice. Without rain, without <laughs> yeah, no rain. <laughs> with, so. with zero rain, actually. Zero, yeah, yeah. And no, no humidity in the air or anything. It was a dry heat. <laughs> it was a dry heat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, our scripture today was from John twenty, John chapter twenty, verses nineteen through thirty-one, just to get everybody uh, on the same page. It's the passage in the Bible that talks about Jesus' disciples, and they're huddled in this room for fear of the religious leaders. You know, they just saw them uh, put Jesus up on a cross. I'm sure they had to be afraid. Jesus comes into the room where they're at, and doubting Thomas, of course, uh, shows up. And Jesus is like, if you don't believe me, put, you know, put your hand, put your finger through the holes in my hands. Put your hand into my side. And then Thomas says, you know, you are you are God, basically. So uh, as I read through that this week, I was kind of thinking how many times in my life I've been down to doubting Thomas, you know what I mean? Sure. We don't have the luxury of, uh, um, you know, sticking our hands into Jesus' side or, mm-hmm. or sticking our finger in his hand. Mm-hmm. So same thing came to my mind. Really? We don't have, sure, yeah. we don't yeah. have the luxury yeah. of um of seeing it firsthand mm-hmm. and that's where um obviously it kind Wouldn't of defines it, be nice? it, it would like, be kind oh of nice. okay you are jesus yeah you know? yeah that book that book is real <laughs> yeah and, right. and of course the book is real but mm-hmm. make it a lot um, easier though for it sure. would for sure yeah. and of course that becomes the foundation of faith mm-hmm. so yeah. I think we all have a little doubting Thomas in us. I, I don't see that there's anything uh, wrong with it in as far as we're all sinful. We we all fall short, right? But that's why Christ had to die. So mm-hmm. just a whole multitude of, of reasons for that. But I, I don't think that we're unlike anybody else. Absolutely you know? not. And I can see a lot of me in Thomas. I see a lot of me in Peter, you know. Uh, when he when he denies Christ, we all think, well, I wouldn't do what Peter did. I wouldn't do what Thomas did. I wouldn't do what Abraham did. I wouldn't do what Sarah did, you know. Yeah. All these people, but guess what? They're they're no different than us. <laughs> no, they're not. And, and that's the mm-hmm. cool thing about uh, being able to, mm-hmm. um, and I thank you for this, 
getting in, getting deeper into the word over the last okay. year as part of this, mm-hmm. man, <laughs> there, everything that we go through, mm-hmm. there's an example of that yeah. in the Bible. Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. Because the Bible, you know, what is it, 1700, it depends on which Bible it is, but 1,000, 2,000 pages, yet you can find an example for everything that happens in your life in that book. Absolutely. And, and how it relates to, to what you're going through. Yeah, you know? so, and, it's I, and wild. it is, and, I, you know, Dennis made the comment in his ser- sermon today that as a church, and, of course, you know, you're the church, we are I'm the, the church, church, right? And, then, you know, then... But, you know, maybe we've been, uh, maybe we've had a tone or an air of being too religious. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I hear those words from him, it's like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of stuff within the Bible that you can really get hung up on mm-hmm. and you can wear, oh, a, yeah. you can create a bald spot mm-hmm. scratching your head what is going on. Yeah. But if... Uh, if you look for those examples and find those examples of a struggle in the in the Bible that is relatable to you and your point in life, yeah. then to me, mm-hmm. that doesn't feel religious. That's completely relatable, mm-hmm. and then that's where um, that's where when we're talking to our friends or family or whomever. Mm-hmm. And we're able to relate to a person, story, parable in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Then, to me, that doesn't get religious. That's, yeah, I think that that's a really fine line. It is right because there's a word that that should replace religious. There's nothing wrong with being religious. No, Jesus was religious. Okay, Jesus's followers were religious. We look at the religious leaders and we see them for their hypocrisy, right, and and their ungodliness, but that's not being religious. That's being ungodly. That's being hypocritical. That's being unchristlike, right? So you're, you're not going to love me unless you judge me in some form or fashion. If you see me falling short and... Part of your judgment is you lifting me up saying, here, brother, let me help you get away from that alcohol or whatever you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a point where you could, you could cross that line. Oh, for sure. Right. But, for sure. But I, <clears throat> what I've seen kind of this common thing, theme that I've seen lately is people banging on the church and, and we're getting back into that. You know, I don't want to go to church because it's full of a bunch of hypocrites. And, of course, our response is yes, and we have room for one more. So join <laughs> us next Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, but I would like to put kind of a, a stop on that that religious theme, like being too, too religious. Yeah. Because um, I, I just... I, it, do you have a better way to, to phrase that? Because sure. I'm working on it in my head. but Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the context, the context behind me making that statement was mm-hmm. whether it's using the word uh, religious mm-hmm. or churchy or whatever, mm-hmm. that's totally relatable, uh, relatable to me, too. I mean, 
uh, I, I remember when, you know, at some points, you know, people would openly talk about their faith and I'd be like, hmm, mm-hmm. kind of churchy. Mm-hmm. So I think... Some kind of Bible thumper or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All that yeah. stuff. All that stuff. Guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe a different way of, of stating that is just, to your point, take those words completely off the shelf, mm-hmm. and it's part of becoming a disciple. Yeah. 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 Or, I mean, heck. Throw another volatile word out there, being an evangelist of those, spread the word. Yeah. I mean, there's another lightning rod. But anyway, mm-hmm. the whole context was whatever your story is, mm-hmm. there's a story in the Bible. Yeah. And cool. that c- could, mm-hmm. can be a way for you to have a spiritual conversation with someone that doesn't go to church mm-hmm. or has maybe fallen away yeah. and and you'd like to see them come back mm-hmm. or um, somebody that needs lifted up. Mm-hmm. So, that I mean, that was the context yeah. that I was chasing. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I think that, <clears throat> you know, we've kind of been, it's funny because some people that are close to me, let, let me back up. I feel like I'm I'm a kind person towards other people. I try to be a gentle person, a loving person, and help people wherever they're at, right? Yeah. Non-judgy, like just want to help people. But I'm a religious man. Like at the end of the day, I'm a religious person. I, sure. I love my God. I love my Bible. I love my Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make me a hypocrite or a, a Pharisee. <laughs> right, but there's people. What I've noticed is, the more you're around church, the more you're around people that go to church, the more you're into your Bible, the more you're around Jesus, the more people view you as one of those religious people. And it's like, you can have your God, but don't preach to me about it. The problem is, is if I'm living my life in this Bible, I have no choice but to talk about it and refer to it and make reference to it. Because that's my life. That's my world. Not just because I'm a pastor or, a, a, you know, somebody that works in a church, but because I truly base my life around this. This, yeah. is, this Bible is my first thought. My God is my first thought. Not my experience, not my what I'm currently in, my current position in life, but God. Mm-hmm. You know? So if, if you're somebody out there that, I don't know, isn't, isn't a church person, isn't somebody who goes to church normally. Be hesitant to judge somebody else just because they always refer to God. You know Absolutely, what I mean? sure. Because that, Absolutely. That's where we go to. Right. That's where my hope is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's where my hope is. Right. Um, and just like today, right, Jesus' disciples were scared. We know what it's like to be scared. We know oh, what boy. it's like to fear... Some of us know what it's like to fear for our lives. Some mm-hmm. of us don't, and that's okay. Um, but what did you get out of the sermon today, Mark? Was there anything that really stood out to you? Yeah, from the uh, and I captured that same note that you know the disciples were uh, locked in a room. They were scared, and I wrote it. I wrote it down too. We know what that's like. Whatever the circumstance may be, 
and and Jesus came into the room and told them, "Peace be with you." So I mean, that stands out, and mm-hmm. and you know, there have been there have been times, especially well in personal and professional life, where something happens, and you know, I take a moment to think about what was just uh, said to me. You know, hey, we've got a problem. And we need to jump into this, and we need to communicate something. And I'm th- thinking more professionally than personally. Mm-hmm. And I take it take a moment to think about that. And in that moment, I mean, I remember instances where I took that moment to spool up, getting po'd. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting, getting <laughs> right. And absolutely, yeah. And yeah, the incredible, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, these guys were scared, man. And he came and said, peace be with you. And, and it takes so much discipline to, in that moment, not get spooled up to the incredible hawk, but go the other way. Mm -hmm. And all right, here's the issue. Let's figure it out. And and let's get through it rather than fight it yeah. and fight each other. Yeah. Um, so I mean that jumped out. It's to, countercultural. Oh my gosh! You know, heck yeah. When when we're in school, we're taught fight or flight. Where does peace be with you fall into that <laughs> spectrum? You know, it's not fighting and it's not flighting. It's peace be with you. Well. Mm just to keep in wax philosophical then, mm-hmm. then that that fight becomes internal to be peaceful. Sure. And we're given flight to the anger. Saying, yeah. you know, see you Adios, later, dude. Yeah. yeah. Right. It is an internal fight, though, to have peace. And like we've talked about before, I think that there's some physiological side effects that come along with that. You can only control your body and your mind to an extent and then... There's things that happen. Sure. You know. Yeah. You, you sweat. You can't help that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But But I think that it, that most of what we read about in the Bible is countercultural. I don't think that it, oh, for it sure. goes along with what we've been taught, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, Dennis talked about, uh, you know, kind of gave us three challenges to think about. And that is, you know, the number one was believe uh, in a God that is a God of mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's countless examples of that. Number two was, and I like this, and uh, I think we can go ahead and uh, categorize this as a Peytonism. Uh, when he guides, he provides. And when God, yeah, guides, he provides. When he guides, he provides. Yeah. And that, that's pretty nifty and cool mm-hmm. to think about. And then number three is, you know, he's a God who is with us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Words to live by. Absolutely. And, you know, stepping, you know, number one, believing in a God, a God of mercy, that Mm -hmm. definitely ties back to the scripture today. And, um, you know, in verse 33, uh, if you forgive, then they, if you forgive someone of their sins, then they are forgiven. If you withhold that, then that forgiveness is with, withheld. And God gives us a second chance via grace and, and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. 
and holy cow. I would love to dig into that scripture a little bit more because there's other verses. Basically what he's saying is if you forgive somebody, they're forgiven. If you don't forgive somebody, then they're not forgiven. Yeah. And there's also scripture that goes along with that in other parts of the Bible that says whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Mm. If you bind someone on earth, then they'll be bound in heaven. Mm. Anyway, another conversation, but but interesting. Yeah. You know, and that that's the thing too. We didn't really talk about it today. Um, maybe passively, but. We have power on this earth. God gives us power. Power power was given to us when when God gave us the Holy Spirit. And we have the power to bind and to loose and to forgive and to not forgive. And we have the power to give life and to take life. It's kind of like in the Garden of Eden, right? This is off topic, but I feel like it's important. But in the Garden of Eden, how did the serpent talk Eve and to taking that apple how did he get her to take the apple or the fruit excuse me he spoke words mm. to her yeah and we can speak to people and through our words we can give life or we can take life away we can bless or we can curse absolutely again what's bound on earth is bound on earth. so yeah deeper stuff but it is yeah, but I, Something that, and the reason that that goes along with this thought, what I was thinking is because Christ invited us to live with him. Christ invited us to allow him to live through us, through our actions and deeds. We don't need to go out there and and be a martyr and die, right, for Christ. He calls us to live. Pick up your cross daily, but live for him. Mm-hmm. And part of living is blessing people and loosing them and forgiving them yeah. and giving life through our words rather than taking life away through that our double-edged sword that's in our mouth. Yeah. You know? So it's important to give life as we've been given life. For sure. For sure. Um, and, and obviously, uh, we've mentioned it uh, many times on here, but... You know, if you if you forgive someone, yeah, mm-hmm. it's in the scripture. But when it comes down to every day and what goes mm-hmm. on up here, mm-hmm. it's it's a process of setting ourselves free. Oh yeah, and, and it's good for me. Oh heck yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, it is. It's good for you. Yeah, you forgive people because it's good for you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and, but. Um, I think that goes along with being bold. You know, Dennis said, is God calling us to be bold? And I think I think that we are a church that have been so bombarded from social media, media platforms, and by the evil one, honestly, to be timid and to hold our tongue and to be polit- politically correct and not speak our mind because we're Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus was not that. Yeah. Jesus was bold. Jesus spoke truth to people that needed to hear it, even when it was hard for them to hear it. He still yeah. spoke truth. We are called to speak truth. And if it doesn't go along with, with a political narrative or a, some kind of media narrative, we don't, we don't just do it because we're told to do it. We do it because the Bible tells us to do it. Yeah. And when that Bible 
and some something else, whether it be government, law, whatever, when that doesn't go hand in hand for whatever reason, we choose the Bible because we're Christian. And we need to speak out for those that can't be heard, you know. Yes. The voices that can't be heard, all the lives that are lost through, you know, all kinds of different means, whether it be somebody that's being held in a prison overseas somewhere or an aborted child, whatever was somebody has to be their voice yeah somebody yeah. has to be their voice for so, sure so be bold christians go out and live you were called to live jesus asked for you to live in his name so so be bold and live yeah you got anything else for us today mark i guess just uh you know along from from the standpoint of the the third kind of principle or thought and that's a god who who was with us? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dennis made one other statement that stuck, and that is Jesus died on the cross because we have a problem with sin, mm-hmm. and that that kind of hit me. And I mean, it's true; He did die on the cross for your sins, my sins, but um, our just, sins—we all sin. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> but hearing, I guess. For me, picking up on the words because we we have a problem, <laughs> yeah, it, it just hit me and was incredibly thought provoking and and uh, uh, I don't know, we gave do. me a moment of pause to think about it. We have a problem we, with sin. We do have a problem with sin. We always have. We always will. Yeah, hmm. but we all do. Yes, we do. <laughs> I don't, and you know that's a problem that I had in the past was I would look up to these pastors like Bob Coy and you know Dr. David Jeremiah and all these people thinking, oh, they're pastors, they don't sin. Fooey. Guess what? We all sin. Don't ever put a man up on a pedestal that Jesus should be on. Don't ever allow that. You leave Jesus up on that pedestal. You put men across the board, head to head, eye to eye, because we're all the same. Yeah. We all sin. We all fall short. Yeah. And and the first man that you put up on a pedestal, and actually the first person, because that could be your wife too. That could be your husband. That could be a pastor. Don't put anybody up on a pedestal because we all sin and fall short, and we'll all be knocked off of that pedestal at some point. Mm. Amen. 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 You guys have a great week this week. We're so glad that you could join us today. Um, if you have any comments or questions, make sure to put them on our Facebook uh, Facebook page, and we'll answer those for you. And if you like it, share it. Like it, share it. That's right. Got anything else for them today, Mr. Mark? Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week, and we will see you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>